You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Two Chunks and a Hunk, movie musings for mostly everybody. Welcome to Two Chunks in a Hunk. My name is Jordan Wonders, and this week I am your chunk. I'm Doge, and the word I want to say, I can't say, because there are preschool hunks present. And I'm Carter, and one minute you're defending the whole chunk, and suddenly you find yourself sucking down Darjeeling with Marie Antoinette and her little sister. <laughs> Dude, this the script for this movie is so good. Oh, it's, it's so incredible. Good. Anyway, you know what's better? What? Being able to host this podcast with a real legitimate hunk. <sighs> yeah. It yeah. always feels Gosh, good. I didn't even think you guys noticed, to be honest. I, I was trying to make a big deal of it. Well, hey, the subtlety is what makes it why? lasting. Maybe. Oh, yeah, it's because I was able to, you know, in this in this rapidly digitizing age, um, the world is becoming smaller and we have the ability to have lots more connections with people that before this were completely out of our reach. And so I've, I've actually taken a liberty of kind of leveraging, um, leveraging, I guess, some of my digital expertise, my digital know-how to book us our very first musical guest no. on this program. I'm, I'm actually pretty excited wow. about it. What? Ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, we got, uh, Randy we got Newman. Randy Newman himself <laughs> here. There once was a podcast called Two Chugs and One Hunk Talking about movies and they talk about TV And all many more day they played lots of silly games Joking and laughing and sometimes they'd sing Me bro, the fun we had With Shark Boy and his dreams And you remember all those pirates on the sea And remember all about Star Wars And Vin Diesel's family been about you and me, kid. It's always been you and me, kid. Whatever the weather is blowing towards you, whether or not the sun shines on you, I'll always be there to down your episode you'll always be my podcast pal
<laughs> wow, that was amazing. <laughs> wow, don't you? And for just the price of zero dollars a month, you can continue to support great entertainment like <laughs> Sad Randy Newman. But for three dollars a month, you can actually support great. Entertainment. You can actually support. <laughs> oh man, oh, that's good stuff. I mean, that's, that's good. good stuff. That is such good content. A little bit of a little bit of sad Randy sad. for your happy is, day. Is there any other Randy? Actually, we know there's another Randy. There's a song that you guys should be looking up on your Spotify. I think if you Ooh, want to hear Randy hit in. it from a different direction. You're talking about uh-huh. Master Man and Baby J? I'm talking about yep. Master Man and Baby J. Master Man and a Baby J. Let me just say, for the record, I am a enormous Randy Newman fan. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love him. And I just, I wanted to get that off my chest. I feel like that's been something that has kept me from living my own truth, is that nobody knows that about me. And so it really feels good to yeah. let you guys in on that part of me. Hey, that's man, big that's stuff, great. buddy. That's big stuff. Yeah. I appreciate that. That's, that's big stuff, buddy. <laughs> That was a bad Randy. It wasn't a good Randy. <laughs> I'll no, take it. Wasn't. it we've wasn't got we've Randy. got the next uh, fifty to sixty minutes to try as many Randys. We're gonna all we try want. to get a good Randy. I think uh, we can take a swing at how mine's gonna go with Randy. He is not in my uh, my repertoire per se. He might be. Here's he might the be. deal, and and to I guess to so that you begin to pay attention to the man behind the curtain. But when I recorded that sad Randy song, I had never done a Randy Wait, Newman what? before. That was you? I had I had legitimately never done a Randy Newman before, and I haven't been able to hit it since. I think there was just a moment. That's actually true. You have not gotten anywhere close to no, as good as that. I, first I song. cannot hit it. And I think I think there was a moment where our souls began to intersect and mm. we were just aligned. You, were, you became yeah. one with the Newman of it all. I At least we, were, we have it forever. I know. I'm so glad I was recording because that was a one take of vocal and I can't do it again. It's, it is mm. better to have randied and lost than to have never randied at all. Mm. Why are we even mm. talking about Randy Newman? Is there well, like I'll a movie you he's why. attached to? I'll tell you why. <laughs> I realized we hadn't said it. Because <laughs> we're doing Space Jam. No. <laughs> we're talking about Randy this Newman. This is the jam. <laughs> because he did the whole soundtrack for, well, numerous movies. But yeah. this one in particular, which of course is part of our Pixar picks, pick what picks your Pixar Pixar series and is called Toy Story. Toy Story. Oh, man. Uh, it, is the there OG. any surprise here that this one ended up on the list? I'm actually surprised that it wasn't first place, to be honest. I, I, I think this is I the age thing, y'all. Is it first place what for do you, mean? you, like as a person, Doge? In terms of best Pixar? No. Yeah, like your in favorite terms of- Pixar. No, not favorite. In terms of like most iconic, most important Pixar, I sure. think yes. Yeah, I I because what's I agree interesting with that. too is like when when our voters were voting on this, they weren't ranking them. They were simply just picking seven. Right. Yeah, that's I think, true. That's I true. think if it had been you know a thousand people between the ages of like thirty and thirty two, like everyone that's my age that was seven when it came out, ninety nine percent of them are are voting for Toy Story. Sure. I think, which would have then probably made it number one or two, which it's not. It's number three, which still, I'm not surprised. And, and here, I, w- I want to say this real quick. Um, is, is, is Toy Story the OG? Is it y'all's favorite of the Toy Story movies? No, it's actually not my favorite Toy Story. It's not mine either, but I do love it. My it's favorite- tough. I need to watch the other ones again. I would say it's my favorite. I think but for that me does goes- have a lot to do with how much, yeah, how, what time of my life. It's I three, two, it. one, four for me, I think. For me, it is two, one three, is your... one, and I haven't seen four yet. Three, two, one are like all tied for me. Like it's very close. And yeah. then four is way below. Yeah. And even way below means it's a good movie. I mean, exactly. it's like oh, four was yeah. certainly. Well, uh, more than discussing Toy Story movies that aren't this one, I'd love to talk about this one. And I think the best way to begin <laughs> doing that is by asking you, my dear and close friend, Doge. Uh, first name Jason. If you would please no. give me a synopsis for this movie. Let me tell you boys something. In much <laughs> the same way that this is the first feature length computer animated film, uh huh. I think there's a lot of folks on IMDb that this was their first crack at writing a synopsis because okay, some of these yes. are just are just too juicy. And these are my favorite. 
I'm going to I'm going to read a couple if you guys are cool with that, because I feel like one of these doesn't adequately describe this movie, but maybe we can get a composite picture if I read you like a couple of them. Sure, sure, sure. Yep. Do it. The first synopsis this week is written by Kenneth Chisholm and Kenneth keeps it clear and concise to a single sentence. A cowboy doll is profoundly threatened and jealous when a new spaceman figure supplants him as top toy in a boy's room. It's actually pretty good. I mean, that's like the headline version. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> More on that from contributor John Wiggins. The second synopsis is by an, an IMDb user called John Wiggins. A little boy named Andy loves to be in his room playing with his toys, especially his doll named Woody. With quotes? <laughs> yes. Why? If but, that is his real name. <laughs> but what do the toys do when Andy is not with them? They come to life. Woody believes that his life as a toy is oh good. Gosh. However, he must worry about Andy's family moving. And what Woody does not know is about Andy's birthday party. Woody does not realize that Andy's mother gave him an action figure known as Buzz Lightyear, who does not believe that he is a toy and quickly becomes Andy's new favorite toy. Woody, who is now consumed with jealousy, tries to get rid of Buzz. Then, both Woody and Buzz are now lost. They must find a way to get back to Andy before he moves without them, but they will have to pass through a ruthless toy killer, Sid Phillips. Oh my gosh, it's too much. What on earth? You know what's crazy, though, is that John Wiggins is my favorite Keanu Reeves movie. <laughs> John Wiggins, yeah. You can't, You hurt my dog. I'm this gonna next come one, after you, you Russian. This next one's real good. It's written by Joshua Davis. How many of these are we doing? There's two more, and they're so juicy. Two more? Imagination this is one runs rampant when toys become mobile when not watched. Two toys, Woody <laughs> and Buzz Lightyear, despise each other like no other. But when the toys are separated from their home, a truce is formed between them all in an effort to journey home. Okay. And the, our last them contributor, all. our last contributor is Neo 101. My other favorite, uh, Keanu Reeves. <laughs> a toy named Woody has it all. He is practically the leader in Andy's toy room. Bo Peep has the hots for him. And most what? importantly, he is Andy's favorite toy. But when the clocks strike Andy's birthday, a new toy arrives. Buzz Lightyear, a space cadet who thinks he is a space ranger, not a toy in a room, instantly wins over room. Andy, thus becoming Andy's new treasure. But when Woody is accused of knocking Buzz out of the window, he must go into the world and find Buzz with many delays, dot, dot, dot. Oh, Dude, that's good. I, that one's my favorite. I am never going to describe a day turning into another day as anything but when the clock strikes tomorrow. <laughs> when the clock strike Andy's birthday. Oh, my God. You cry for team. You guys see what is. I'm saying, though? Like, I don't know how we can even podcast about this movie after IMD brought, IMDb brought that kind of heat for us. That's pretty unbelievable, yeah. I think they they made every joke. There's no more jokes left to make about this movie. I'm changing my super pump to these synopsi. IMDb accidentally made them for us. <laughs> That's so good. That is, uh, wow. I don't even know what to say. The last one was the best one. That's not even yeah. close. Oh, yeah. yeah, same. Gotta get that Agreed. slow build up, though. That's not even close. So uh, I guess maybe we should talk about this movie now. Yes. I'm down. Which would feel Big good. Big time. Hey, I'm... Fairly certain this was my first theater experience. Really? Yeah. It was either this or Lion King, but I think I would have been too young for Lion King. Yeah, you would have been a couple of months old for Lion King, I think. I think I think this was my first theater experience because I remember my mom telling me about how hard I cried when Woody almost got run over by the truck at the gas station. Oh Whoa. yeah. Scare me to yeah. death. Hey, real real quick, this was what, like Thanksgiving nineteen ninety five? Sounds right. Uh huh. You were like a year and a half old. Do you think there was any, do you think there was any like older kids or like grownups in that movie? Like get that freaking baby out of oh, here. 100%. There, <laughs> I should not have been present at that movie. I was not one and a half. It's true. I was seven. Mm -hmm. And this like was 15. You're 20. This I think was this my, point. uh, this was my, no, I was 20 and this was my first theater experience. No, <laughs> this was my second Lion King was my first, which was the year before. Which the animation styles are so different that they don't feel like they should be that close together. That's true. Yeah, it's weird. It's also weird. But all that to say, this is a top. We were talking about this before we started recording, but this was a top nostalgic experience for me. 
it's all in this mid nine, early to mid nineties. Oh yeah. Lion King, Toy Story, Jurassic Park, all of these movies. When I watch them, I am back. Did yeah, y'all have 100%. this on tape? Yep. Oh yeah. It's still at I, home. I've I got it. Wore out this VHS tape. I'm pretty sure it's still in a drawer at my parents' house. That actually, plastic clamshell, like uh-huh. like Disney VHS tape case. The yep. white, yeah, on yeah. the inside. Oh yeah. Yep. Did you? So good. I guarantee we've talked about this before, but did you guys have one of those VHS rewinders that like power rewound in like 30 seconds? Yeah, we were pretty rich. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> we did not have that. So yeah, this is awkward. You would like pop it out and pop it in and it would just like, like so fast. Yeah. And then apparently you if you did it, it too much, they would uh, ruin the VHS tapes. But I didn't give a yeah. care. And uh, <laughs> I want to watch Toy Story again and again and again and again. Oh, yeah. Okay. Big time. Yeah. Big time. That no, was so great. Uh, the We talked about it briefly in our opening the script for this movie is absolutely phenomenal. And it's super, super different from other Pixar scripts, I feel like. It feels m- maybe the most adult. I think it does. Because I think Pixar at this point was like, hey, this is the first thing like this ever. Yeah. Like we'd had CG animated uh, like commercials and little shorts and stuff, many of which were produced by Pixar. Mm-hmm. But this is the first theatrically theatrically released computer animated film and so i feel like pixar knew a little bit like hey there's there's pressure on this like every single person is going to want to see this because it's a new weird thing yeah yeah what an immense pressure too it's like yeah i can't i can't believe that it happened and that it was so good to be the first we've said that about a lot of movies there's there are just those movies where it's like how did that happen but looking back on like on movie history and looking back on movies, particularly over the last 20 years, like I can't imagine it not happening. Oh, sure. You know what I mean? Because like, what would animation be without Toy Story? Because everything is computer animated now. Yeah. I think uh, in a lot of ways, and we can easily shoot it down. It's not always, I'm not claiming that. I think Toy Story has done for animation what Star Wars did for science fiction, like in the movie, what Star Wars and Jaws did for blockbusters. Oh, well, yeah. And I think expand it to that cultural influence, like pop culture. Like I think Toy Story gets to be up there as one of the most influential movies of all time. Oh, I mean, I think it's as important as Snow White. You know what I mean? Like it is like, this is like one of the most important movies. Certainly. Yeah. I I don't know that there's even a counter argument. I mean, it's just no, no way. They got the, the, the fact that it got a special achievement award the year it came out. Yeah. Like even, even the Academy looked at it and we're like, okay, well, there's not an animated feature category yet. Right. Like there's not enough out there, but we have to do something. Yeah. It's like what they should have done for Smeagol. Like it, like what yes. they should have just given something yeah. to Andy Serkis I don't, and from that an crew for a virtual role or something like right? that. Right. I yeah. mean, I don't think we're going to get another leap technologically in movies like this. For I really don't if, think if so. If we ever do, it's going to be a long time. Because I mean, the, it's going to be whatever the first film is in VR. Yeah. I think that's going to be the next thing. Yeah. I mean, that's the, that's the only way that it could possibly be that big of a leap. I mean, this was a movie yeah. created that before this, that technology just didn't... I mean, it there could not have been created... 18 months prior to this, it is not possible for this film to exist. How do you contextualize that as Isn't an that audience? Crazy? How, how do yeah. you, if you're, if you're 25 years old and you're relatively in the know about movies at the time that this comes out, how do you contextualize watching yeah. Toy Story and just like, I don't even know what to compare it to. It'd be like if, if I watched a movie and it was like, it's the first ever movie where rocks are the main characters and they're moving on their own. And I'm watching it like rocks can move. <laughs> yeah, it's like the the wheel is invented and then less than 2 years later the model T is introduced. Right. <laughs> like like it's it is honestly unbelievable. And like what 20 26 27 years before no 26 years before this movie came out we used a computer to send somebody to the moon and then 26 years later they were like here's Toy Story. I don't know. It's just the roadmap is so strange well, when to you, me. When you put it like yeah. that, computers really drop the ball because they <laughs> just made this movie about, they spent 20 years at that point, 27 years making a movie about toys. And it's like, I care. you could have been sending us to bigger and better so planets many places. than our moon. I care more about Toy Story, I think, than the moon. 
See, you're hitting me right in a really tough spot but because when I was six years old, I loved Toy Story and Astronauts. And so and you space. can't ask yeah. me to make this choice. So Buzz was easy for you then. Um, Buzz was an easy favorite. Easy favorite. Yeah. So this movie is interesting, right? Because it, so as I was watching it, um, all I could think was it paints Woody in a pretty dark light about midway through. You forget that. Yeah. This uh, is like the early third, on. the second or third major rewrite to this script. Because really? in the first, the first few drafts, Woody was just unlikable. Really? And they, they wrote him as way more antagonistic and way more like, like petty. Yeah. Uh, and they, they did a couple of test screenings of like animatics and stuff. At this point, nothing's been animated with the computer. It's, sure. it's essentially like a motion comic book. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they did test screenings with animatics and, and Tom Hanks wasn't in yet to voice Woody. Like this is very early embryonic stages of this movie. And the feedback was just, Hey, Woody sucks. Right. Like yeah. Woody's a, a major chump and I hope that Andy never finds him again. Jeez. Yikes. Isn't I wonder how much of that went into the casting of Tom Hanks because he's so able to be likable in any context. <laughs> yeah. They were like, hey, we, yeah. need, we need somebody people are going to love even if he says horrible things. Yeah, maybe. Because uh, I mean, straight up, he's like, no, no. I mean, I didn't push him out the window, but it's like, well, you just didn't do it the way that you had planned to the first time. Like, well, he was not going to push him out the window. Right. He, he was, was going to push, push him behind him, the desk. And they were going to find him when they moved. Right. Right. But it's like, <laughs> I don't know. It's just so funny. It's like, no, I, did, I wasn't going to do a bad thing. And it's like, well, you were going to do it. But it's just a different bad thing than it, what you were going to do. There's a little bit of like, I don't know that Woody gets off too easy at the end of this movie, but it does feel a little bit like the toys are too quick to... Forgive him. I don't know. I guess Buzz vouches for him, though. You know, there's just I don't know. It, it does feel a little strange for them to like everything be happy in Andy's room, you know, because we we skip past a lot of the reconciliation with the other toys. Yeah. Well, I mean, we don't yeah. know how much longer that was between them. Um, and they're definitely not happy with him when he's trying to get back on that moving truck. That's true. That is. Yeah, for certain. Um, but I feel like maybe because everybody's seen this movie bouncing around makes a little bit of sense here rather than in order, because I do want to say, I didn't realize that Dinoco was introduced this early in Pixar's history. Yeah. Dinoco's pretty long standing, been an in joke in, in Pixar movies. Anytime anybody has to get gas, it's at a Dinoco station and then they canonized it in 2006 with the release of cars. Yeah. Lightning's lightning's tires are also light year instead of good. Yeah, no, that is very good. I have, Ah. I didn't notice that. Um, yeah, the, the, the Dinoco joke is really great. Um, but so as far as just iconography in general, I don't know that there's any Pixar movie that comes close to toy story. No. And it was, you know, when I was making the bracket for Spring Delirium, I was like, is this fair? Right. Because there were, I think of the 64, I think there were 12 to 15 that were Toy Story characters. And I was like, actually, yeah. And I even, I, I didn't even have like Key and Peele's character or, yeah. you know, some of these characters that people I like. I will say, I, I think a, a strength of this movie is how many licensed toys and licensed board games and stuff we were able to get in this. Like we yeah. had... We had mentions of Play School, oh mentions gosh. of Mattel. There's a Mr. Potato Head in this. There's, there's Green Candy Army Land. Man. There's Candyland. There's I would argue. Yeah, I would argue there could not be a better setting for the first big movie like this than. Well, and we have things like like the Etch Sketch, things like Tinker Toys, things like the Mr. Mike. Uh, it is so emotive without lines, right? Like you, you're looking that. around. I think what I'm getting at is that I don't see that in later Toy Story movies. In Toy Story Two, really? there's a little more of that with Barbie. Toy Story 3, as far as I remember, the only licensed toy that we introduce in that is Ken. And then in Toy Story 4, it's all toys that Pixar made up. Yeah. And yeah. I, th- I think that's a big strength of this one that we kind of lose sight of later on. Um, and it helps it feel, I don't know, because I think one of my big criticisms with Toy Story as we get further along is that all the toys have similar design features. Like they kind of look the same because they look yeah. like Toy Story characters. And in this one, the toys don't look the same because they, look like they all look like separate toys from separate companies and separate manufacturers. And then as we, they, they start to look a little bit more homogenous and a little bit more just like plastic Pixar characters rather than representations of toys from different manufacturers. I don't know. That is, that is probably 
the most granular, obsessive dump that I have ever had about a movie. Are you ready? Uh, can I give my super dump if we're bouncing around then? Just yeah, so I can get no, it out of the way. Um, I, cause it almost felt, I, I already told myself that not only would I not allow myself to super dump the animation, I would not allow anyone else to. Like if y'all came out and said that something about animation, I would say no. Like I, there was oh, the yeah. first time there was going to be a dump police. <laughs> um, but I, uh, but I super dump I the animation. <laughs> I don't, I don't like that. Um, RC has to be controlled by somebody else. Right. And I get it. Like it's a remote controlled car. I had they that are being exact literal. remote control car, by the way. I did too. Uh, they are being literal, right? Like it cannot be controlled without its remote. But why are we following those guidelines for this one toy? Well, that, can he move yeah. by because himself? It, I think he can move by himself though. He totally can. If that's the case, it's still my super dump. Then why well, don't like the fact that yeah. someone else can control him? Yeah, that's because then it's just like do my bidding kind of thing, right? Um, I think he's like a again, dog though, like emotional intelligence. I think he's like a dog because they call him boy. Like he's like Lassie. They're like, what is it, boy? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. true. That's a good point. So Carter, pick a different super dump. I'm sorry, we won't nope. allow it. No, because nope. as as I was watching, I was like, Scud might be my super dump because that doesn't look like any dog oh that gosh, has ever existed. Horrific. In nightmare or reality. Uh, but even still, I was just like, ah, I can't do that. I can't make my super dump like an animation thing in the first ever animated thing. Doge's, 25 years ago. Doge's yeah. is animated. My super dump is an animation choice and it is, it is a choice. I told you I can't allow it's it. It's a, no, choice a choice and a limitation yeah, of the a software. Cho- a choice versus a limitation is different. I'll give you that for okay. sure. Right. Because like a, a dump on limitation would be that there is hardly any depth of field. Uh, which is what it's called when when there's a focus plane of a camera. Uh, like if you're look if you're watching a movie of me, I'm in focus. The background is blurry. We did not have the technology to do that, and so the things that are depth of field are like painted backgrounds. I'm I'm pretty yeah. sure they're painted backgrounds that are made to look blurry. Yeah. Um. So that would the first have been car, yeah, and the first car didn't have air conditioning, so I don't even think it should have been made. So yeah, me too. Henry Ford, what were you thinking, man? I don't know if he made the first car or not. Um, but my super dump that the, is an the animation choice. Model T stands for too hot. Sorry, continue. The, the choice that they make is that hardly any character blinks both eyes at the same time. Most people in this movie <laughs> blink like Daniel Radcliffe. I and it like drives it. me up the wall. <laughs> Woody especially is noticeable. Woody, Buzz, Andy, every character at some point in this movie you guys are both trying to do it on this Zoom call and it's super distracting while trying to talk. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Every character in this movie, though, has like mostly Daniel Radcliffe blinks. And Gross. it's like, that is that is not necessary. Let's just blink our eyes at the same time like a regular human does. And I Daniel get it. It's like Radcliffe a, blinks. I love it's like it. a quirky, like fun. I don't know. I think that has dated itself in the way that current animation style, uh, like 2D animation, like hyper stylized, like shape-based animation is going to date itself uh you know i think of of shows on like cartoon network and the disney channel and stuff where all the animation kind of just looks the same and it's these ugly characters with round teeth and noodle arms and legs right yeah it's like sure that looks fine now but 25 years from now when we're reviewing those on our podcast we're gonna say hey that's pretty dated and it just looks like the early Uh, 20s sure yeah no that makes sense carter is that allowed you're a curmudgeon. It is allowed. But yes. Okay. No, that's very good. No, I am a I'm a grouchy old man. But speaking of things that are allowed, you know what time it is? Already, Already? it's time for us to head over uh, to shout announcements. Welcome to shout announcements. It's the part of the show where we give shout outs and make announcements. I get better every time. Now, the first yep. thing that we're going to do is talk about Patreon. Guys, we got something cool. It's a Patreon. There's all kinds of fun stuff. Sections of the website that only patrons get access to. Special episodes that only patrons get access to. We're talking silly stuff. We're talking full-blown <laughs> reviews. It's a good time. And I know you're sitting there or driving there or standing there listening to me say this and going, hey, that's got to be hundreds if not thousands of dollars a day to have access to all that good stuff well i have good news it's far less than that it's only three dollars a month to get access to all of our juicy juicy bonus content 
So why it's don't you head on over? Make it happen. One dime a day. Uh, tell me you can't go on a walk right now and find a dime a day. Yeah, you probably can. I'm Doge. I bet you can. And in this middle part, uh, we didn't talk about this before we started recording Shout Announcements. And I don't think I have anything to say. So I'll just be kind of hanging out here. If you guys need help with any of your announcements, <laughs> send it uh, to me in the chat and the Zoom call. And I'll make sure yeah. that I, I bring we, some of my special energy to the things you're saying. Could we hear from Randy real quick? Is Randy in the room? I don't think that I can channel him again. Oh, come on. Coward. Let me see. Let me see. You Let absolute see. coward. Let me see. Welcome to Shout Announcements. It's the middle of our show. That was okay. That was <laughs> Thank pretty you, good. Don't fast Rambo. forward through it. We go tell you what you need to know. <laughs> I'm afraid to keep going because I think he's going to think of some more lovely lyrics and interrupt. I think that would be fine, though. That's OK. The boys will come back soon. Uh, but we'll until be back soon. they sit down, your buddy Randy Newman will always be around. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, thank thank you, Randy. you for taking that leap, Randy, and putting yourself out there. Um, <laughs> there's no way for me to segue into this, uh, spring delirium. I guess it's delirious. I'm delirious. Mm. Uh, we're in the final four. It's true. And two of that final four are in the very movie that we're talking about today. We have, uh, Woody against Mike Wazowski buzz against Sully. And so that is a vote for all the Oof, people. These are tough. And so, uh, take that time. We will have a link, uh, or it's live now. So you can go vote on that. Who will make it to the championship? Um, a lot at stake here. So take some time, pray about it. Uh, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter. Um, I think we are blessed to continue to have a good rate of listenership. Mm, uh, it is increasing good. and our patrons are increasing. Uh, and that means a lot to us. And so thank you. Just thank you to everybody. Absolutely. Doge, I thought of the thing that you're going to do and that's tell us what's coming down the pipeline next week. Can Doge say that and not Randy? I think Randy's tired. I asked Doge. Yeah, he seems so tired. Okay. Next week, um, you may be wondering, well, I'll just say this. You may be wondering how we're able to keep podcasting in these changing times. And it's because we, as a group, are demonstrating great strength, hmm. great flexibility. We're adapting with great speed. And we're projecting a force field around us. Uh, and that's because <laughs> we're going to watch The Incredibles and talk about it on our show next week. Yes, we are. Yes. yes, we are. I can't wait. That is going to be a very fun one. Speaking of fun things, I think uh, I hear a train coming to take us uh, back to the show. And we're back. Okay, here's the deal. I want to talk about something. <laughs> Here's and the deal. I didn't watch this movie. Can you just tell <laughs> me what I've never it's about? seen it. No, I want to talk about something and I want to talk about how the title of this movie is wrong. Do you know what it should uh, be called? What? It should be called uh that one moment in Sid Phillips's life that sent him into a psychological spiral and caused him to need therapy for the remainder of his life. Yeah. The movie. Yeah, it feels catchier too. You know, Dude, you know Sid is in Toy Story 3. Wait, really? He's the garbage man. That's funny. Yep. I did not realize that. This moment, there is, see, even that's a stretch. There's no way he can hold a job. <laughs> Sid has been ruined. Yeah. Oh, yeah. By this Completely. moment. There is no coming back from what happens to Sid in this backyard. If I, if even one toy was like, what are you doing, partner? And I was like, what are you talking about? And it was like, I mean, you, Jordan. I would die. I would die on the spot. <laughs> and he had an, a pet cemetery of toys come after him yeah. by name, spin heads around and basically be like, we're going to kill you later. So play nice. Yeah, yeah that's it's terrifying. just so scary. Yeah, it's awful. Awful, awful, awful. Does it feel like he deserved it? Oh, for yeah. sure. Is it too yeah. cruel to say that? Okay. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I think that when a child acts out because he's probably being ignored at home, the best way to handle it is to psychologically ruin him for the remainder of his life. Yeah, I think he deserves okay. it. Is That's this, good to know is we agree this where that. they got the idea for Scared Straight? 
Yeah. Because I think it is and you can't convince me otherwise. Yeah, this was the original scared straight. <laughs> this this <laughs> so play nice evolved into like you're going to die in here like to kids yeah. later on. I think that's John Mulaney screaming you're going to die in here. That's yep. what it evolved into. <laughs> yep. That's perfect. I forgot he was in prison. So, that's instance. amazing. Genuinely jokes aside, this is my super dump. Okay. For this movie, it just it it for a couple reasons. One, especially with the benefit of uh, hindsight, it feels really early for the toys to reveal their secret to the world um, in the story of the toys. But also, again, it just feels disproportional. The le- when I really, as an adult, sit and think about what this did to Sid Phillips, uh, played by my beloved Eric Von Detten, a.k.a. Brink Brinker from uh, Disney Channel's original movie, Brink. Dude, I feel like you talk about that so much. When I think about <laughs> what this did to Sid Phillips, it just, it feels cruel. And I know, yeah. I know he's a turd. Yeah. I know he is. But it's dude, pretty bad. it's just, the escalation it's is like, unbelievable. It's like ethically untenable. It's <laughs> Punishment so does not crazy. fit the crime. Yeah. Um, oh. a, another interesting thing about Sid and Crazy, the carpet in Sid's house. Did you guys notice this? Yes. It's the carpet from The Shining. Oh my gosh. No, I didn't yeah. notice yes. that. Uh-huh. So fun. And we also get in Finding Nemo, we get here's Brucey. Yes. Yep. Is is the doll, is his sister's doll dressed like one of the little girls from The Shining? Um, I mean, I mean, similar kind of items. I don't think I don't it's not think like exact or anything. Okay. I was just curious. No, I don't think so. Speaking of his sister's dolls, Jordan, it was your intro quote or Carter. It was your intro quote. Jordan, you don't do quotes. We don't, That's you true. don't have that kind of power. Here. I'm not allowed to um, do them. The, uh, the, the Mrs. Nesbitt scene that to me is an example of how good this script is. The script is so funny. Oh my and gosh. The script yeah. for this movie is my super pump. Like it is, yeah. it, this movie is way more confident, I think, in itself than it has any reason to be. But to have, I don't know, just to have the characters show up and say the things that they're saying. Woody's uh, like press conference at the beginning of the movie. Oh, it's so good. It's also so funny. It's also good. There's just so much of it that is so, so good and lets our actors have room to like actually act and bring their own flavor to it. Like that felt like Tim Allen pretending to be... Uh, what my parents told me was very sad, and what I now know very to be sad. inebriated. Drunk. Sure, um, it inebriated, yeah. maybe even. Um, Ooh, no, that was good. Thank you. I I, I agree with I you. I disagree, and I think. Oh, that's cool. Um, and <laughs> like I love. Uh, my family would say you are a sad, strange little man all the time. So much. With as much as I could quote this movie, there's still parts, even watching it for the umpteenth time that I catch that I didn't have before. And yeah. that is good writing. I, that's a testament to what Doge has super pumped. The Marie Antoinette joke. Oh, yes. so good. The oh fact my that gosh. They both don't have heads is real clever. Early on when Bo Peep says, I'm just a couple of blocks away and it's literally two blocks. Walking past those blocks. Yeah. Yep. <sighs> it's, it's quick. I think is the thing that it yeah. has over a lot of Pixar now is how witty yeah. and quick it is. Now, well, I do feel less made for kids than completely. I think the other Toy Stories are, which is understandable. Than I mean, the other the, Pixar like, movies are. Yeah. Completely. I totally agree. Um, this is only tangentially related, but I feel it's important because when else am I going to be able to say this? When I was a kid, the house I grew up in had a staircase with a window pretty similar to Sid's house. There was more space, but it was pretty similar. I had a dream as a young child, that I walked into my parents' room and my mom's purse was in the corner on fire and I grabbed it and flew out the window like Buzz tried to do and dropped the purse in a lake so that my house didn't burn down. And uh, <laughs> that feels important to me. So I thought you were about to super pump it. Like the dream that I had. The dream that I had the hallucination is my I had that yeah. Was Randy singing to you in your dream? Randy was not singing to me Out in my dream. Out among the stars I sail. <laughs> sail. Way beyond the moon. <laughs> hey, that song is so good. Hey, guess I what? It. I love Randy Newman so much and he was almost my super pump. Yeah, he was, he was almost I my super that. pump as well. He was so close to being my super pump. Although yep. this is one of the most egregious examples of Randy Newman's songs just being singing what's happening. I see. Yep. I completely disagree. I don't. I completely disagree. the The main things, uh, the main things where he sings what's happening is in that song when he's like, "No, 
it can't be true. Right. When Buzz decides that he can <laughs> yeah. fly. Right. And then uh, in the in Strange Things, when he's like, out of the sky like a bomb comes some little punk in a rocket. Right. That's the those are the only lyrics that are like, that has to be Toy Story. But point, everything else. Point to another movie where the soundtrack is like <laughs> Leonardo Prison. DiCaprio's deeper in the dream. <laughs> is but every, even lyrics every movie's that. improved by that though? Uh, <laughs> that's very funny. Uh, speaking of movie improvements, despite having a super dump, my super pump is this maybe is the it's definitely the first time for me. And hopefully y'all can let me do this. I'm just super pumping the whole movie. Can I do that? Like, sure. The fact that Toy Story exists. I think that's fair. I think that's uh, allowed. Have, that's allowed if we review Snow White. If we we did review Star Wars, so you could have done it then. You could do it on Toy Story and you could do it on, on Shrek the Third. Yeah. Those are the ones oh, where it's like the most iconic films. You could do it on those. We we talk about like we talked about the confidence of Pixar before, right? We did that in Finding Nemo to say, hey, let's just go underwater now. And flex here. Like, I think I, I can't get over the time that this movie existed. Sure. No way. Like, we don't we don't get another animated movie from or at least one of any kind of note from another production company until Shrek, which yeah. happens seven years later. There's two Toy Stories before there's even a Shrek. Yep. Uh, and uh, Shrek, I think, actually beat Monsters Incorporated. Shrek won an Oscar for Best Animated Feature over Monsters Incorporated, which is something that I will never not be mad about. It's pretty egregious. Yeah, um, I, that, but I think it was tough. like the Academy was... Yeah, that's when it feels like it gets... I don't know. It's hey, I unironically love the first two Shrek movies, like with my whole heart. But that is, I think they're I mean, pretty they're great. That's, that's I think they're nowhere near as good Monsters as Monsters, Monsters Inc. They're just, yeah. it, honestly, but, I'm not even just using this as an excuse. They're too different to even compare for real. Yeah. Outside of the I medium think, used, they're not even the same thing. Something that stood out to me, especially with Toy Story in this watch, and even now as we're talking about how. Um, you know, it's like the example of like if if the wheel had been made and then two years later we have the car. Like I think Toy Story would have been popular regardless oh, because this was sure. a new medium. Uh, it reminds me, it, it Toy Story has done what Avatar could not. Mm. <laughs> um, I think Avatar came out and this was the first time we got legitimate uh, 3D experiences. Right. And so that was a huge deal. And it was just James Cameron and anything that he does is a big deal. Yep. Uh, but it has lost momentum, like an, oh, so an incredible amount to where it feels like such a risk for there to be four more movies in that series in the works, um, especially with how much Avatar cost. But the fact that they invested $30 million in 1995 to make an animated movie, um, I, I, it just feels like there were some things that shouldn't have happened that were able to happen just by providence. Like it is unreal to me. So my super pump is Toy Story. Yeah. All of it. Yeah, no, I totally get that. I think that's yeah. super valid. I like how much uh, Pixar is paying its debts to Lucasfilm in this movie in particular, because Pixar uh, kind Your of rebel friends kind of spun out of of Lucasfilm of ILM and then Steve Jobs and what like the history of Pixar is phenomenally interesting. Um, the I recommend the book Creativity Inc. to everybody who's interested in this. It's written by Ed Catmull, uh, who who kind of pioneered uh, a type of subdivision surfacing, which basically takes a square and divides it into enough smaller squares that it can look like a circle. Um, but he was one of the early influential voices at Pixar. Uh, and so he details the company's history and it's absolutely brilliant. Um, but I like how much they're paying their debts to Lucasfilm here with uh, even Buzz Lightyear's whole thing of like, the evil emperor Zerg has created a weapon that has the power to destroy an entire planet. And I have the information about it. Like he's ca casting himself as R2D2 essentially in that yeah. story. Yeah. Uh, and then how much of Sid's torture of Woody is the direct lines from Vader's torture of Leia in yeah. episode four. There's so much. We are your rebel friends now. Exactly. We I, have ways of making you talk. When, since we're not going to review Toy Story 2 for this series, I'm going to go ahead and yes. say that. Uh, Buzz and Zerg in Toy Story 2 when they come out and Buzz is, I'm gonna have a catch with my dad. That's so funny. Oh, it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that whole thing. <sighs> the way that that is played. And also, yeah. just real quick, <laughs> when Woody is getting cleaned up and sewed up and polished up, 
Why are we reviewing a different movie? <laughs> because we're not going to get another chance. Yeah, and we're almost true. at the end of Toy Story 1 here. So I'm going to go ahead and say that that scene... I could keep it on, you know how some restaurants will keep like a YouTube playlist on loop of like funny videos. I could keep Woody getting cleaned up in Toy Story 2 on loop in my house and just every once in a while just walk by and be like, oh, it's the, it's the boot scene. He's painting over Andy. It looks really nice. That's our uh, chess player too, isn't it? Yep. That's Jerry from Jerry's Game. Most popular Pixar short. Yeah. Which is very Very interesting. I want to talk about. Uh, Oh, no, go ahead. I was going to talk about the humans in this one because, Oh. oh boy, are they scary. Yeah. It's all Andy. They're terrifying. (laughs) All the kids are Andy. Dude, Uh literally. All the kids are Andy. Holly. But different skin color. Yep. And hair. Holly is from a nightmare. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I think actually, and it could just be my rose colored glasses. These are actually less scary than the kids in the dentist's office in Finding Nemo to me. Not to Jordan. Really? Not to Jordan. I think they are. Really? I think they are. Uh, mm-hmm. No, there's something uncanny about the human beings in Toy Story 1 that I I cannot abide. <laughs> there is. Yeah. There's no part of Boy, me. We're lucky. We're lucky that tights and stuff like that were in fashion in the mid 90s because those are easier to animate than cloth simulation pants. Right. Right. Um, <laughs> I want to talk about the escape from the Phillips house. Because, um, yes. well, really, uh, I won't beat around the bush too much. What I really want to talk about is the rocket launch, um, the the falling with style scene into the sunroof of the van yep. is my super pump for this movie. We're not aiming for the moving van, right? Um, just yeah. everything uh, when they when they really take off and they drop off RC and it's just Buzz holding Woody and they're both flying and Woody has his arms out and. It is iconic. It's emotional. It's so oh, pretty. Can you guys see the chills on my arms? I know, dude. Point? It's just I can see them. It's my favorite scene in the whole movie. And it like, yeah, it makes me there's. So one of the things about Toy Story that's interesting is I don't feel like Pixar had really hit their like, let's learn a lesson, emotional, like groove yet, obviously. And so this movie doesn't have the um, like emotional resonance of the story that a lot of Pixar movies do for me. But even still, right. This scene in the air is maybe unrivaled to me in Pixar movies. Yeah. It's just perfect. It is. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is, uh, ET in front of the moon. 100%. Kind of, yeah. Like this is, yeah. 100%. This is massive. I, I don't know that Disney has ever done a, an ad spot just like for the entity of Disney and not included this. Exactly. You have to. You have to. I, um, before it, I think the most interesting trivia and before we lose time in this podcast to talk about it. So did you know Billy Crystal was the first one who was offered the voice role of Buzz Lightyear? I can't even. Can you think of how different that would have been? I was about to say that seems wrong. I can't even imagine how wrong that is. He turned it down. And would say that that was his biggest regret of all time Wow! in in the movie business. But then he gets a call from Pixar and the story is that it's actually his wife and Pixar is about to uh, offer Billy Mike Wazowski, right? But his wife says, Hey, Bill, it's Pixar on the phone. And the story is that he just takes the phone and just says, yes. Like he (laughs) doesn't know what they're asking him to do. He's like, yes. Interesting. And and then he, be, and, and of course it all works oh, out, man. right? I mean, th- both of those characters end up being in our, yeah. <laughs> what our viewers say is their most favorite Pixar characters. Wow, They're two of the crazy. top four. Yeah. But yeah, Billy Crystal, almost. That's unreal. Well, I mean, and, and uh, spoilers, I guess, for just how excited I am, but like Billy Crystal as Mike is so good. There is it, in the same way that Tim Allen has to be Buzz Lightyear. You know, I don't know. It, I love, I love when things work out. And obviously, if it was the other way around, we would be having a conversation right now where we'd be like, can you imagine Tim Allen as Buzz Lightyear? Like, right. Isn't that strange? But I think like, um, yeah, I bet there's going to be a good conversation about, I feel like most of Disney's hits in voice acting, like if you had like a top 10, the best roles for the character, how many of those do you think are comedians? Oh man. Oh, most of them I feel like. Yeah. A lot of them. Because the things that I think of, like Mike and Sully, I think Genie. of Genie. Yeah. I think yeah. of Dory. Mm. Yeah. I think of like, it's, it feels like it's comedians for me most of the time. But, um, and that to talk about too, how savage are ham and potatoes in this? Like Mr. Potato oh my gosh. Head. I love it. Don Rickles and, and <laughs> John Ratzenberger. <laughs> they're such a fun pairing. Oh, and so they good. are 
savage. Jim Varney as Slinky Dog is awesome as well. Like yes. the casting of the this voice movie casting is, is so perfect. good. So much better than it should be. The thing that is way worse than it should be is Pizza Planet. As a kid, I was like, this seems like the Dude, best place to be. Right. Let's talk. Okay, adult, let's talk about this. Looking at Pizza Planet seems like the worst place in the world. Not even that. I remember in my head, Pizza Planet is like the size of Disney World. It's like a single circular room. It's a Pizza Hut with an arcade. It is. Did y'all, yes. speaking of arcade, did y'all play the Sega video game of Toy oh, Story? big time. Yep. I had it on yes, N64. When they're in the cup, when they're in the cup in the hamburger box, yep. I was in that level. Like yep. I went back to that level <laughs> of them having to like jump and hide. Like when, when feet come by. Yes. There is just so much. Jeez. I wonder if that's on Steam. I would totally buy that. Right. That would be a ton of fun. Yeah. Jeez. I bet it wouldn't. I bet it's so unbelievably clunky now compared to like modern video games. I bet it would be a nightmare to play that game now. Uh, I, <laughs> I own the, the Toy Story 2 video game on, on PC, like the actual CD of it. I bought it. I bought the CD copy of it in like 2000, whatever, 1990, whatever. And I played it the other day. And I remember spending hours and hours and hours playing that game and talking about how good it looked and how fun it was. And I played it for like 10 minutes and was just like, I can't control anything in this. <laughs> Either I got worse or it's hard. It's like going back and playing Goldeneye. Yeah. A little oh bit. my gosh. Goldeneye is tough. It is tough to return to for the boy. Any, anything, <laughs> anything back that far can be a little tough to get the hang of again. Uh, Ocarina of Time still holds up though. Ocarina of Time wise. and Super Mario 64 both, I guess, were just so far ahead of their time that they still just work so, so well. But um, yeah. none of this is important at all. <laughs> it's it's hey, important, it's but just important not for me. Here. I think it's the same. I think it's time to rate this movie. Yep. It feels like we've hardly talked about it. But at the same time, like, I don't, I don't know what else to say other than, like, how I just feel like if we dedicated a lot of more time to talking about it, I would just keep saying how iconic it is and how right. good it is. Like, I feel like our whole episode <laughs> yeah. would just be like, can you guys believe that this happened? Yeah, yeah that was amazing. Right. I know. So good. So uh, we're going to write this movie and here at Two Chunks and a Hunk, the way that we do that is through the use of science in order to perfect the art. We have the scientific cinema scale created right here in-house by our very own engineers. It is perfect and it is as follows. The best thing we can ever say about a movie is own it, don't lend it, buy that poster. Buy that, that poster. poster. The next best thing we could ever say, that's going to be buy it followed by rent it and then stream it after that is forget it and last but certainly least the worst thing we could ever say about a movie god hath god, forsaken, god hath us. forsaken us me first okay. so i buy the poster um disney does this thing to where they want to have all of the bests of of culture and movie and tv right sure sure if you were to go to hollywood studios uh after the pandemic in orlando you would see that Batu, which is the Star Wars land, is right next to Toy Story land. Like this was, this was such a massive investment and such a massive success. It has its own section of the park. Oh, for like, sure. I, and, and it was funny too, as I was comparing it, like what it did for animation is what Star Wars did just for sci-fi and all that stuff. I, I think it's such a flex that those two are right by each other in a big park in the world <laughs> that is Disney. Like they know it. Sure. Like it's right there. It is right it's there. It's funny that just that like they, neither of them are Disney IPs, that they're right, both right? studios that Disney bought. Well, and it's also like, exactly. And, and you could go on and on about this. Like, who's telling the best superhero stories? Let's buy them. You know, it's Disney's like. Disney's greatest strength yeah. is acquisition, for sure. At this point in the company's history, definitely. Yeah. I will go next. But yeah, buy the poster. And I am also buying the poster. Um, again, mostly the word iconic keeps coming up, but it, there's a reason. It is iconic. Um, this movie is. Um, it's, it's not even my favorite toy story movie, but it is so good and so pure. There's yeah. something so like pure and, um, yes, like unspoiled about it. I think even if you had, you know, we talk about like Disney doesn't ever have any kind of, uh, cause when they're pitching Disney plus, right. We're seeing scenes from toy story in that commercial, right. In the pitch, in the trailer. I think if, if the Academy was to say the last hundred years, let's celebrate the last hundred years of the Academy Awards. I think there might be a Toy Story scene. Oh, yeah. I think oh, for certain. Like, yeah. And this is going to be a, a poster for me as well. Triple um, poster. For, I mean, 
there's really nothing else to say about it other than this shouldn't exist. And even if it does exist, it should not be anywhere close to as good as it is. But Pixar showed up with so much unearned and not undeserved, but so far unearned confidence uh, in their own competence uh, and in their own quality. And then they just absolutely delivered in every way. Yeah. When the wallpaper or sorry, when the movie, I've, I've already spoiled my comment here, but when the movie is good enough, that wallpaper becomes iconic. Yeah. For real. And bed, sh- and bed spreads become iconic and just a generic ball. Well, Unreal. The ball, is, like it, the ball is from one of Pixar's first shorts. That's true. That's true. But I think much like me, a lot of the world is ignorant and thinking that it just belongs to Toy Story. <laughs> well, I it's, think it it's even like the kind of now. lore that comes with it. <laughs> you know, I think it really does belong to Toy Story by this point. So that ball is from the same short that the lamp is from. It's a, a short called Luxo, oh, yeah. Luxo Jr. Mm. And it's actually bouncing on the ball instead of the eye of Pixar, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, because that was uh-huh. when Pixar was working on creating a rig that they could use to point lighting different places and cast shadows in real time. And then also the squash and stretch of the rubber ball. Yeah, that's amazing. Man, Pixar. Triple poster. Triple poster. Would you have been like, would this have been one of the most offensive ones if someone had said, just buy it? Probably. Like if, been, if, if one of the others, would you have fought for that? Like if someone said buy it, I might have contested. Would you have it, fought honestly. against it? I felt hostile in this one. I was like, I knew it wasn't <laughs> going to happen, to but I was preparing boy. myself. Yeah, <laughs> I was preparing myself for that, and then just for anything. Like if they have anything bad to say about the animation, that's funny. oh, it's it's all you can't talk about Toy Story, not like that. <laughs> can't do that. No, it's exactly how I feel about Phantom Menace. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just wrong about that. Yeah, one. you're just wrong. The the other thing that's important besides our rating is to remember that next week, continuing our Pixar picks, pick what picks your Pixar picks our series, we will be reviewing The Incredibles. I can't wait. Talk about another flex. Yeah, for real. <laughs> oh my God. To just name your. <laughs> hey, we can do humans. We'll do humans. Dude, this, yeah. this, the final three of this series are just back to back to back bangers. Yeah, for real. Right? And it's not like the first four were hard to no. get through. I know. There wasn't any that I didn't like aside from Cars 3 that we watched for Patreon. Right. The only bad yeah, movie that's been part it. of the series is Cars 3, and we did that to ourselves. <laughs> that's true. Oh, this has, been, uh, this has been and continues to be a pretty great series. Now, yeah. to end this episode, I would like for us each to say our name and which Toy Story character we would like to turn human and fight against the Incredibles. Ooh. Oh. From any movie? Or just this one? Let's, let's broaden it. Let's go to any Toy Story movie. My goodness. Okay. For two chunks and a hunk, I'm Jordan Wonders, and uh, they're going to fight Wheezy. Ooh. And every time they is, punch him, he'll squeak. Is he a regular-sized penguin? Oh, or no. Or like a, Monstrous. a Mondo mega penguin? Monstrous. I mean, Ooh. I mean, the Galactus like Godzilla size. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you have to wait. Are we not turning them human? You said turn human. Do you just mean become real? Yeah. I think I mean not toy. Untoy is the maybe the way that I want to. So it. if Wheezy's not a toy, is he just a regular penguin or is he a big living squeaky penguin? He's a regular giant penguin, but he still squeaks and talks. Okay. Then for mine, the Incredibles have to fight. I'm Doge, by the way. And for mine, the Incredibles have to fight. Uh, Stinky Pete the Prospector, because yes. he's a regular full-size human, but he still squeaks, just like Wheezy. <laughs> is, is there a squeak quota here? I think, um, well, Car- <laughs> well, Carter. Let me tell you Carter. who I am first. Yes, Stinky Pete's not a squeak quota. Uh, you know what he has? I don't know. It's toots. <laughs> um, I'm Carter, and I'm going to say Jesse. <laughs> Because I think we need that subversion of, uh, like, I think we're going to assume that she's good and she's going to be a little bit like backstab. Like, I want her on my side to like charm them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's sneaky. And then when, Is she still when they're Cusack? sleeping at the prancing pony, stab them to death. <laughs> Is she still Joan Cusack? Yeah. Okay. Has to be. Just checking. Always. Just, just wanted to make sure. Well, that's what I meant. I just want Joan Cusack. Oh, okay. Well, then you like, should have just said that. I think that if I have, all I need is one, at least one Joan Cusack and me, and we can rule the world. I would take those odds. <laughs> well, that's our show. We'll catch you next time 
Oh, that was perfect. <laughs> we never do that. <laughs> You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.